The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Ah, Geek Show Podcast. Welcome to a brand new episode for you, our last episode of 2018. Uh, It's called Tick, 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 for a very disturbing reason, which you'll uh, discover coming up very soon. Uh, We... (laughs) We, uh, we, we do our usual breakdown of what's happening lately and, you know, all that stuff. We also have a list of uh, 2018, our favorite things of 2018, uh, things that happened this year that we quite liked. And uh, then at the end of the episode is uh, my annual fireside chat. You can turn, you don't need to listen to it. <laughs> but it's there. It's there for the record. All right, let's uh, get this underway. Tick, tick, tick. Uh, don't forget our sponsors. If you didn't get what you wanted for Christmas, Dr. Bolt has got what you need. Open seven days a week. The whole service is free, and with that, you get a 10% discount on your purchase of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. They're at 2043 East 3300 South. Dr. Bolt's Comic Connection, of course. Cabin Fever, wishing you a prosperous new year. Your go-to shop for tin signs, lunch boxes, coffee table books, retro candy, playing cards, gift wrap, and more. Located in the heart of Trolley Square in downtown Salt Lake City on the corner of 500 South and 700 East, Cabin Fever is so much more than a New Year's card store. Uh, the Twin Sons Cafe, Chef Daniel started a GoFundMe campaign for the cafe to generate some working capital. He needs to get a beer and wine license, that sort of thing. Uh, go to uh, GoFundMe.com and search Twin Sons S-U-N-S Cafe, and it will pop up. Black Velvet Boutique, of course, uh, open seven days a week in their new location in Clearfield, 595 South State Street in Clearfield. Our favorite locally owned sexual wellness resource has moved to their new location. Or you can uh, go to blackvelvetboutique.com and find them there as well. Haster Games, not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and magic products, they will buy your pre-owned board games and magic products too. Haster Games, located at 6831 South State. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday, noon to 5 on Sunday. A great place to stay and play. And of course, uh, Booze Teak, open uh, 11-ish to 7 (laughs) most days. Uh, 315 East Broadway, free parking right there. And uh, you get 15% off when you uh, go in and tell Ivy Geek Show says, hey, it's a place where you can get all of your uh, barware and uh, Funko Pops. Uh, Ivy has discovered them and she loves them. So <laughs> go see Ivy at Booze Teak. All right, let's get this going. Tick, tick, tick is the name of the episode. We'll have a message or two and we'll get to it. Please to enjoy. This is not your everyday cafe. And this is just one indication delicious Twin Sons Cafe is. Go eat there, you should. Mexican-influenced Americana cuisine, daily specials, and they're still rocking home delivery, along with a full-service catering. Find comfort food in a cafe inspired by a galaxy far, far away. That's Twin Sons Cafe in Sugar House, 2305 South Highland Drive, just across from the liquor store. Open from 8 to 3 p.m. daily, except Tuesdays. Get details online at twinsonscafeslc.com. Hugs are free. Twin Sons, not your everyday cafe. Out of this f***ing world, it's food is. Booze Teak can step up your gift-giving game. You'll love the geek barware. Get Star Wars or Star Trek drink can cozies, Han and Leah teacups that say, I love you, I know, and more. 
plus Funko Pops, including Ivy's favorite, Death from the Sandman comic, and Funko Bob Ross as Deadpool, and even more geekware. Don't forget accessories for wine and cocktails to entertain and celebrate. Gift cards are available as well. Located at 315 East Broadway, they got free parking at Booze Teak. Get 15% off when you say, Geek Show says hey. Geek Show, Geek Show, Geek Show! And welcome back to the basement. Woohoo! Yeah. We're heading back. In, heading into the new year. Now, this is the 31st that comes out, right? This, uh, this is uh, drops, as they say, yeah. on, the th- on the 31st. Should we do our obligatory oh. countdown so they can sync it up with everybody? So they can sync it up with your countdown? Yeah. What? Before they do the ball drop. Uh, we we count from 10 to, to zero. <laughs> Mine too, thanks. What yeah. the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's when, New Year's when, Eve. When do your balls oh. drop? That usually takes a few years. Oh, man, they've been dropping farther and farther <laughs> yeah. lately. You sit on nobody, the toilet. I could sit on them You now. sit on the toilet and it goes splash. <laughs> nobody nobody told me this, that they never stop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right, Karen? It's, it's like your ears and, and your balls. They and just I'm, keep going. And I've only got one. So <laughs> it's even more frightening. Because huh. the other one... The fake one. It's it's staying it's up there. It's right there. It's staying it's up like there. It's like a fake boob. It's like a perky tit. You'd, the other one. You'd think there would be some balance. You'd think there's not. <laughs> One's made of air. It should yeah. hold the other one. The up. other one. It's just it's going. I, Interesting. I, I stand in the shower now and play a game called I call it grandfather clock. <laughs> tick, 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 tick. It's a game. How do you win? <laughs> no, you just tell time. Just you feel you feel good inside. It's not an activity. It's a game. It's a. <laughs> It's not a dance. It's a game. Yeah. <laughs> you win acceptance of your mortality. Yeah, here, if you uh, if you attach a crayon to the bottom of it and just stand still, your uh, the rotation of the earth might help you draw a picture. Oh. <laughs> He's accepted his, his mortality. He's Shannon Barnes. I certainly have. God damn it. Because <laughs> I'm never going to retire. I, I can't afford to retire. Yeah. What? No. You're a 10%er. I, I, people think. <laughs> People oh, think I am. Maybe a 15%er. People think I am. I'm, I'm sorry not. that you can't retire. Can't afford to. Well, let's make a death pact. It's funny because I, every morning, well, not every morning, but on regular week work, I get an email. It's an industry, a e- couple of industry emails. There's Radio Inc. There's a whole bunch of different ones. That I remember Radio Inc. They talk to you about the industry. Yeah. And usually at the bottom of the articles oh, is, God, either, it's all going down. is either some guy died, uh, somebody had a baby, or somebody's retiring after 20 years. Yeah. I'm like, to be able to retire from radio after 20 years, yeah, I wish I could. Mm. And it's always these great big markets, you know, Miami yeah. and all these places. And then I'm like, yeah, I wish I could afford to retire after 20 years. Well, you don't want the kid, uh, the kid Craddock retirement plan. No. Could be forced upon me. Anyway, no. Shannon Barnson, everybody, <laughs> sorry. Uh, that's, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm never going to retire either. Yeah. God, I'm I'll be doing this pub quiz at Lucky 13 <laughs> on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock until I, oh, I just fucking die there. That's fun trivia. <laughs> it would be in the following week. Yeah. Especially if you ask the question no, before he died. No, so don't is, die. There's two right answers. So this There's two right night. answers. <laughs> this is coming out on New Year's Eve? Yep. Yes. Okay. Entering the final season of the world. Hmm. Previously on Earth. Previously on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this can't be real. <laughs> Uh, Lee George Cade, everybody. Hi, I, I'm not going to die anytime soon. So, but I did retire this year. You did, yeah. 2000 to 2018 That's was the right. year I retired. That's right. Uh, it was an, an interesting, unexpected. Un, uh, oh, I say I was going to say retirement party. I'm sorry, unemployment party. Um, 
But it's all turned around, so uh, things have gotten real interesting lately. If you want to see uh, my stories, there are a lot of reviews for TV, comics, movies, uh, games, you name it. It's all on Bleeding Cool. Uh, and starting in just a few days, I'm going to be covering the Gotham Beat uh, for the last season of Gotham. And uh, yeah. I'm, I'm super excited about it because that show is... Is it, is it really only 10 episodes? The final I think it's season? only 10 episodes, but it's bonker sauce. And... Uh, I was really excited to see Entertainment Weekly gave the fifth season of Gotham a B plus. They just said they pulled out all the stops. They realized what they had and they went for it. So, so they've they, already seen it. Yeah, got it. Yeah, and they and they have. They've, yeah. they've been doing well. They did that last season. They did. They did. They yeah. really started going out of their way to pull out the stops on it. So when, when did the Jerome first appear? First season. Halfway that's, episode. Oh, thir- that's right. Episode thirteen of the first season. There's a story arc where they they find him at the circus. They find him at the circus, but he's just the that one episode where the flying Graysons were at. Yeah, but then yeah. he comes back. He comes back in the second season second and he starts season. murdering people. Yeah. Uh, he's he's killed, I think, in the second season, and then uh, Hugo Strange has him in cryogenics underneath Arkham, and that's uh, where the third season starts. Third season, fourth season. Uh, somebody who wants to run the Joker gang steals him and cuts his face off, and is wearing Jerome's face. Jerome comes back, and he's running around with his meat-faced glory, and rips his face off of the other dude and staples it on. Staples it on, uh, and and it starts leading the Jokers. So this, uh, you see, this is how crazy the show yeah. is. Fifth wow. season has Bane. Uh, I love the fact that they're doing Bane as as uh, as a mercenary. Yeah. Uh, that's and, a good fit for that character. Yeah, and and the dude when he finally does Hulk out, he's fucking freaky looking. So, cool. uh, but yeah, BD Wong's gonna be back as Hugo Strange. Yeah. Uh, great, great, great version of Hugo Strange. Oh, he's great. Yeah. <laughs> he even wears the white lab coat and the black uh, the black elbow gloves. Oh yeah, yeah, and the and big round glasses. I was gonna say, does he wear the round oh, yeah, glasses? Yeah, and he's, nice. he's got the weird beard. And he's got too. the weird beard. I just he's, saw that. In that he's kind of <laughs> he's kind of responsible for a lot of things. So, uh, season one of Gotham also had uh, my my favorite character in the Batman mythos, the uh, Jonathan Crane, yeah. and he's he's actually running part of Gotham as of season five. Mm-hmm. He's got a, a a scarecrow gang. So and the scarecrow looks great in oh, season yeah. five. <laughs> it's like a scary ass scarecrow. Yep. And, I'm and so psyched. It's it's just you know I I've, I've been there since season one. And everybody keeps telling you still what you. Yeah. I gave up on that. I'm like, oh, dude, you need to come back. It's, no, it's, it's absolutely it's, fucking it's, insane. It's a police procedural soap opera that goes off the rails from now, every now and then. Every and now and then, looks I, like they just decided to keep it off the rails now. So. I think I could jump back in because I think I went through three. Yeah, I stopped. I only got through two, but I'm no. Yeah. It, there, there are times that it gets really cumbersome, but it's kind of like you know. I, I remember when uh, it was uh, Milo Ventimiglia when he played the ogre in season one and mm-hmm. took Barbara Keen on a killing spree and she yeah. murdered her family and I, I hated Barbara because she was terrible. She was so boring, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> so Jack from This Is Us is in Gotham. Yeah, see, you Whoa. know from This Is Us. I still remember him from Heroes. Oh yeah, that's who he's me. <laughs> I, I just remember yeah. from Rocky. Yeah, I think he lives in in Salt Lake. Does no he? way, yeah. really? Is he a local I, boy? I think he's at least got a house here, yeah. Wow. People said they've seen him around. Right. Uh, he's not seen him around. He's Jimmy Martin. I've seen him down in L.A. <laughs> That's right. Probably. In the bushes. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> no, from the bushes. From the bushes. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, watch me on KSL. Uh, big Blue Mouth Off. You can uh, listen to me on Geek Show and uh, Mediocre Show every now and then when I play my interviews. Uh yeah, uh you probably haven't seen me on those things though because I'm t- like I'm like you I'm taking a fucking break yeah so <laughs> I'm good <laughs> actually I just uh, is dropping I am coming home from my break so gonna go down south for oh a bit. yeah visit the fam 
Visit famine, eat some good food. All right. Uh, hi, Tony. Hi. He is the uh, producer designated driver of the program Quad T. Yeah. Check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony, or every week here on the Geek Show, or every other week on the Gadget Spot. All right. And Jay is out telling jokes for money, so sitting in his uh, stead. Returning champion counts. Yes, thank you for having me, Carrie. You can you can see me, listen to me, whatever on Big Movie with Jimmy. I've got my own interview podcast that I do for my day job called The Ghost Light. You can catch that wherever you get that kind of stuff, and you can see me one week ago here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. And I also got second place one the ga- second place once in the game of Grandfather Clock. <laughs> yeah, it was weird that you guys were both in the championships. I that didn't, is weird. I didn't win. Yeah, yeah. yes, weird. ESPN five <laughs> has some of the stranger programming. We no, fa- go- we we bald timed yeah. each other. <laughs> oh, I, uh, one uh, one person actually uh, made it to the semifinals in 2016. Yeah. Grandfather Clock, uh, our host, regionals, our host, Mr. Yeah. Perry Jackson. But he was disqualified. Disqualified yeah. because he had a fake one. He did. Oh. Yeah, oh. it was weighted. It's like that girl down in Brazil with that fake ass. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think the biggest pro- the objection they had is that he was he was using sandpaper. He put a little drone in there. It's <laughs> like <laughs> 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 it's like flying like the bumblebees. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that would actually help. Um, <laughs> a lot of ball jokes. Monday through, ball fr- jokes. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10. <laughs> uh, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. Uh, back on the second. All right. Uh, I don't know. Do we need this? Do we want this? What? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Shannon be the judge. Oh, Give him God. one word. Well, I'll just tell you, I'm in a bad mood, so I won't like anything. You Go won't ahead. like anything? The word All is right. not preacher. All right. That means we need <laughs> it. Um, toxic Avenger. Depends on who's making it. Because nope. then that shit doesn't fly anymore. That's all he gets, though. Just the word Toxic Avenger. Shannon? Shannon? Did we need the first one? First the first one, one right? I, I love those movies. Just because I, now you know, because I, I actually have a sort of a relationship with Kaufman. Yeah. Because um, they used to do Troma Dance here. Uncle mm-hmm. Lloyd. And uh, actually, and, and me and my ex-wife, we, he, was, he knew us by name, and we'd sit, and we'd chat. And yeah. That's where I met James Gunn for the first time was at yeah. movies. and. I love the dude, and but he, only his sensibilities work for this shit. Who's going to fucking drop this turd? Michael Bay. Uh, <laughs> so do you want to hear the story? The yeah. story of Toxic oh, Avenger? He says yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, Toxie is going mainstream. Hmm. Legendary has acquired the film yeah. rights. Really? And they're not with Universal. They're with Warner Brothers now? I think. Yeah. Uh, the cult classic from Indie Schlock uh, producing house Troma Entertainment. With the goal of relaunching the property as a full-throated franchise, Troma founders Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hers, who directed the 1984 movie, will, they are going to produce the project. Okay, but that's all we know right now. I could tell you the second that some people, you know, some uh, um, groups find out that the, what the shit they did in the other ones, like the old ones. There's some fucking racist shit in there. Oh, yeah. There's oh, Trump's bad... racist and sexist. And... The Citizen Toxie one, that's, I think that's number four, is really bad. Like, and then so there's... That was Sergeant Kabuki... Sergeant Kabuki Man. Sergeant Kabuki Man. The biggest insult they did is probably their animated series. I was going to say, there was a cartoon. <laughs> that's the way I Toxi, know the Toxie and the Toxic Crusaders. Um, yep. And action figures if, uh, from Playmates. Right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if they, if they got the right person, they did it totally tongue-in-cheek. Fine, and but you know what? And also, yes, make it because I want Lloyd to get rich. 
Yeah, Lloyd, uh, Lloyd needs some money. But no, um, no director yet. That's, you nothing know, yet. Yeah, interesting. Uh, the original uh, picture told the story of a mild-mannered young man named Melvin. Melvin the Mop Boy. Melvin, Melvin the Mop Boy. Who becomes a disfigured, radioactive, hulking mess after falling into a vat of toxic waste. And okay. he's got a big, booby, blind wife. He uses his She's newfound... blind? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he uses his newfound form to brutally fight bad guys. The movie became Troma's biggest success. Several sequels, children's cartoon. I think like uh, the Toxic so, Avenger 4, when they actually uh, stuck a guy's hand in a VCR because he didn't rewind his V... And, yeah. and so then you see the inside the, v, uh, the VCR where they're shredding his fingers. No, the um, beginning of Toxic Avenger 4, and the reason I remember this like it was yesterday is because they made a joke about dragging somebody behind a pickup truck. Mm-hmm. Like that could oh, happen yeah. in, the, in the news. And what was fucked up is in that same year, because that was when it was up uh-huh. in Park City, uh, yeah. Troma Dance. I had seen a documentary at Sundance about the real guy who was drugged behind a truck and, uh, and murdered. And I was like, this is not fucking funny, you know? And people were laughing their asses off. At, like, it was in that pizza place up in Park City on Main Street. Yeah. Oh, right. And I was Red like, Banjo, yeah. And so I always remember Toxic Avenger 4 is that. And I was like, that shit would not fly nowadays. Do, do you know where he got his money to start Troma? No. He worked Taxi on. No, he worked on uh, Rocky. Oh, it was Rocky. Yeah, he was an executive producer on Rocky. Yeah. Who, did, who? Lloyd? Lloyd Kaufman. Yeah, Lloyd Kaufman. <laughs> yeah. He, he, did a, wow. he did a book about. Wow. Uh, I can't remember what the it's name is. It's called of the book. Make Your Own Make Your Own Fucking Movie. Make Your Own Fucking Movie. <laughs> yeah. I bought that <laughs> <from> Robert <laughs> Rodriguez's book. I bought that kid I bought that for my kid when he was sixteen and, and his his filmography's in the back and like in the early seventies he was working on legitimate he, movies. He's huh. such a like it's so weird that he makes these gross ass movies because he's like the nicest grandpa. Yeah. You could ever meet. I mean, me and uh, Charity named our dog after him. He found the niche. It was Foley like L. Kaufman. Oh, like a Jekyll and Hyde <laughs> yeah. kind of a thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, sure. I, I love trauma movies. They're not good. Oh, they're terrible. They're, they're, but you, they're really bad. Like, uh, what was the chicken one recently? Oh God. Oh, what was that? Oh, it's just terrible. Well, in the in the first, that's time the one where somebody uh, they stick a pickle in, in a lady. What? <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. And, it, and it makes this noise. It goes. <laughs> Just yeah. like real life. Well, yeah. in the first Toxic Avenger, the, the the people who bully him at the the gym that he gets pushed out the window, and that's when he falls into like the vat of whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, those people are known for driving around the, the town and running over people for points. Yeah, yep. what? <laughs> looking yeah. at the looking at the Polaroids and going, "Oh, the Reds are so red." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really fucked up. Yep. All so, right. Yeah. Good and luck. Beautifully with that. filmed. All right. Um. I did some checking into this whole Netflix Marvel situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. And I was uh, all about uh, blaming Disney. Yeah. No. Really? No, That's what a, I've been doing, too. I, I, I was kind of thinking it was... Read a couple things sides. with with some Disney execs that didn't even know it was happening. Yeah, they didn't know it was happening. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it was Netflix. Yep. Really? Netflix are the ones that decided to cancel these shows. Why? Why, Netflix? Why? I know why. As with everything, they're not saying. Well, I can guarantee you, because they're just putting all their own shit out now. They're doing the same thing yeah. that Disney's doing. Well, Everybody's going their own separate ways. I think they, I, that could be it. They, they want to have control of this, the and they yeah. don't. They don't have a, control. They've got a, a two-year uh, moratorium on being able to... Put that's, it on any other platform. Yeah, so. that's part of the thing is that Disney can't do anything with them. With like a the non-compete char- clause, huh? Yeah, yeah with, not even the characters. They can't use Daredevil or anything. Actually, they, they couldn't even recast them. Yeah, Why didn't we see this? Because Netflix just bought, uh, wh- was it um, Mark Millar's comic book? Millarverse. Yeah, yeah. Millarverse. Yeah. So yeah. they want to do their own superhero comic book stuff. I think they want 
to do what they want to do without having a leash pulled on them. Yeah. You know? And I just read an article because I keep saying that my, my friend said that, you know, wait till 2019. I just read an article the other day that said the average movie company puts out 30 movies a year. Netflix is going for 90 in 2019. Whoa. Oh, there's too many shows. And everybody's like, is it going to be quality? No. no, no. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm sorry, you guys. I, I watched the trailer for that uh, Mowgli. Yeah. That's some fucking ugly ass CGI. <laughs> it's Look not it, perfect, but, but it's actually Baloo, really good. Baloo looks like bad taxidermy. But <laughs> he actually just covered in shit the entire time. <laughs> but they're doing uh, that movie has CGI problems for they're, sure. They're, they're, for sure, they restored Evangelion. I mean, some of the stuff that they're doing is is the Lord's work, as far as I'm concerned. And they their live action cowboy well, yeah, Bebop I, might be good. I had a story uh, for you about how oh, and I can't find it now. They uh, fucked up with Daredevil uh, with uh, with Netflix. They're uh, they're getting into the uh, Ghost in the Shell business. Yeah, mm. but they're doing it right. Mm-hmm. I hope. Yeah, they're well, as they're long as they cast with, uh, Scarlett Johansson. They're getting with the original people. Well, and Scarlett suppo- Johansson. Supposedly, the, the problem with the I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy that actually wrote the the manga mm-hmm. of Ghost in the Shell, the dude, uh, he's he's kind of a soft core porn guy now, and so <laughs> oh, it's not hard to get him excited about. They just basically showed him Scarlett Johansson in the suit, and he's like, "I approve." Yes. Um, oh my god. But yeah, if they can actually get into what makes Ghost in the Shell cool, uh, they could do some amazing yeah. work. So, but yeah, that's the deal with uh, the Marvel shows is that once they cancel them, uh, Disney can't do, Marvel can't do anything with these characters for two years. So they're deader than dead. Pretty well, much. And could you imagine being Kristen no Ritter right now? Well, could you imagine her? She's just like, okay, cool. We're wrapping Jessica Jones season three. Yeah. Can't wait for the cancellation notice to completely overshadow whatever we do with the season. You know it's coming. Well, well and, and Punisher season two. Wait, yeah. how long was it between seasons though? Of like Daredevil one and That's Daredevil two saying, and like Daredevil three, and so if it's about two years, they could start production, they right? Could start and production, just not release how, it until the how two do year you, mark. How do you? Uh, okay, good point. They maybe could. they could. I'm just saying, maybe. I yeah. think you can't even go into production on well, something. See, I've heard now that would some, make it really hard. Some people were talking about that. Uh, one of the junkets about using all the X Men and stuff like that for in game, and so and I guess the rule is that they can't even touch can't. them until January first, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, you can't oh. do anything with them. So um, yeah, could they do like a shawarma scene, like you know, at the end of Avengers? That's going to take you two days to film, maybe. But you're not sure. getting Wolverine coming to an act, you know, battle no. scene. No, right. that's done. I, yeah, I can't remember who the there was a there was a Disney Plus. Exactly, who said that that they could very easily do something with the Netflix characters, yeah. but that time is not now. But so. they, Disney has so much going on. Two years is not that far away. No, it's not. I mean, that's just a couple of seasons. And uh, but you know, the sad part is, is that season three of Daredevil was, I think, some of the best. Oh, sure, some of the best Marvel we've it seen. It was so oh, yeah. well, good, and that's what makes me mad because you mentioned Jessica Jones. I don't really give a shit about Jessica Jones season three because two sucked. I, in my I, opinion. Do you know I never finished it? I hated it. Was, I didn't finish bad. it. I said, "Fuck this." By the time terrible. I. By time the last uh, the the credits went on the last episode, I was like, I don't give a shit. It's as I, bad then you, as but you one told me what good. happened on the last episode. I was like, oh, best I'm glad. Ferris wheel scene ever. I'm glad I didn't sit through that shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but, so I'm not have no you know anticipation for the season three. I'll watch it, sure. But <laughs> I still haven't finished Iron Fist. Um, it's better. Season two is better. Season two is. I never watched. Season two. Season two, yeah, watched season two. Season two yeah. is actually. I really good. like season two. I got you three. Got episodes, I got three episodes into it and and just kind of petered out on it. So what's it? Officially canceled. You've got so Daredevil's done. They just finished three. Daredevil's yeah. done. Season three of Jessica Jones. Iron Fist is done. Iron, Iron Fist, Fist is, is done. done. Luke oh, Cage. Like is I said, done. all you Luke got Cage done. Luke Cage is done. Luke okay. Cage is canceled. And that's sad because I thought the second season of Luke Cage was badass. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And, and, Definitely. and nearly perfect. And they were heading that character into a good direction. Yeah, they, they were. were. He was about to become his own worst enemy. Yep. Uh, so all you've got left is Jessica Jones season three and, and Punisher, Punisher season two. two. Oh, and, Punisher. Yeah. And you know Netflix will just cancel yep. them right yep. after that. Well, I mean the the 
one thing you can hope for is that two years goes by fast, and then Disney will keep them around because you, you've already got a face to the name. Most people yeah. know it, and then now they've got a much bigger budget mm-hmm. that they could put them in. And we've seen precedent of this before: a network canceling a show and another network buying it up and oh, keeping Brooklyn it Nine-Nine. going. Yeah. You know, so yeah, the, it's the not prom- like the, it's out of the question. The promos for Brooklyn Nine Nine right now. I think I think NBC is actually going to take that show and and just give it the oh give God. it the love it needs. Yeah, it so good. So <laughs> I think they're just going to let love, it be totally insane. I love yeah. that show. I, um, NBC's color. With comedy, I, in yeah. My oh opinion, yeah, yeah, oh the good place. Jesus Brooklyn so Nine Nine will fit perfectly in that. Oh, hundred percent. It's yeah. always 100%. been their show. It's always been their show. They just but it wasn't. Yeah, it, it was on that station. Yeah. They just weren't distributing it. Yeah. More uh, Netflix stuff, and this is again interesting. Uh, the Dark Crystal prequel <laughs> series. Oh, I gotta watch the, that trailer. Did you see the voice cast? That, that's what this is. Is Holy the announcement shit. of the voice cast? Uh, they're telling you uh, <clears throat> who's going to be in this. It, it's all puppets, Muppets. Excuse me. Puppets. The series has cast Taryn Edgerton, Anna Taylor-Joy, mm-hmm. and Nathalie Emmanuel in lead roles. Uh, let's see. Uh, the movie set... Uh, it's, uh, it's set many years before the events of the movie, Dark Crystal. Yeah. It's called Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Uh, Edgerton, Taylor-Joy, and Emmanuel will lend their voices to the heroes of the story. They're Gelf- Gelflings! They're Gelflings. And they're still nice. creepy-looking fuckers. Named uh, Ryan, Brea, and Deet. Uh, with their planet Thra dying, they set off on a quest to reverse the sickness and come into conflict with the... Skeksis! Skeksis. Yes! Uh, <laughs> yes. The voice yeah. cast... Here's here's the rest of the cast, and they're not really saying who they're playing. Uh, Katrina Balfi, Helena Bonham Carter, yep. Harris Dickinson, Natalie Dormer, mm-hmm. Eddie Izzard, mm-hmm. Theo James, Toby Jones... Theo James... <laughs> Uh, Shazad Latif, Gugu Mbatha-Ra. What the fuck uh, is that? Mark Strong, Alicia Vikander. Will also, they will all wow. play... Okay, yeah. They will all play Gelflings. Yep. Uh, other characters will be voiced by Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Of course. Harvey, Skeksy. Harvey Firestein. Oh, he's got to be a Skeksy. Got to be. He's going to uh, play Chamberlain. Ralph Innocent, Jason Isaacs, Keegan-Michael Key, <laughs> Olafur Dari Olafsson, Simon Pegg, Andy Samberg. Come on. Uh, Donna Kimball will play Agura, an oracle who also appears in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the old lady with the three eyes. Yeah, it's Agura. She's got the observatory thing. Orry, yeah. 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 So that's that's what they're bringing. I loved that movie so much when I was a kid. Guess guess who doesn't like it now? Kids. I've seen. It. I've tried to it's, show it to him. It's really long. Yeah. I've seen it three hundred times at least. Yeah. I love uh, it's, it. It's going to is fun because Mark Hamill tweeted out about it. He's like, I, I haven't worked with the with the Henson Company since that episode of the Muppet Show, and I'm so excited. Oh to come my back. hell! <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Like, um, I've got a series of books in my um, classroom. They're like uh, biographies of people, and like we did a big project, and I was kind of working with the uh, kids at the Sev, mm-hmm. and I chose Jim Henson, and that guy did some pretty like his. The Muppets are pretty like revolutionary. Like when mm-hmm. it comes to puppet, oh, go watch and just the- like and a bunch of the stuff that he created, like has really like changed movie making and TV making. It was oh yeah, yeah, pretty amazing. You look at the first season of SNL, you can see yeah. some of the oh yeah, some yeah. of the really weird the great ass heat. Muppet. Yeah, what yeah. did Henson die of? Was it pneumonia? Yeah, he uh, just didn't know. go to the doctor. Yeah, he, he had died of not going to the doctor. Yeah, his stomach, his stomach hurt. And he didn't go in and get it checked out, and then he died. And oh, okay. before we go to break, just a quick he announcement. Bob Marley. Quick announcement for my attorney. 
uh, who loves Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> yeah. Um, wasn't that Jason Momoa as well? He, he was. He was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't Conan. That wasn't Conan and Pasta. Now we know he's not supposed to be a leading man. <laughs> and, Ron, and Ron Perlman somehow played his father. Uh, the upcoming uh, comic book series, Avengers No Road Home, Featuring Co- me, Conan the Barbarian is joining the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. God! It all starts when huh? the, when the Scarlet Witch enters the Hyborian Age, and continues when the Avengers take their first fight to the Queen of the Night. <laughs> We've seen the cover already, and yeah, I have, and. Uh, just the, just the pencil sketches of it, and it's it's Who's interesting. Who's doing it? Is it Cho? Tell me, it's Cho. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Cho. Uh, and while Conan and the Avengers will fight together, the question remains: Whose side is Conan really on? I'm always on my side. <laughs> <laughs> Come now, on! Now this is not the first time that Conan has met with the Marvel superheroes. I last crushed them last time. <laughs> During the first period of Marvel holding the comic book license for the character, he ap- appeared in four issues of the What If series. You remember the What If yeah, series? I love that what show. if we did a bad idea? What if, what I, if, what if I crushed the Avengers with my if, sword? What if Conan that found it on the forehead? Uh, issue 43, where he fights Captain America and gets offered membership into the Avengers. You know, because right. I crushed them. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's funny. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with. Our favorite things oh. of the past year of 2018. After these messages, we'll be right back. If you're a gamer, you know, love to play games, board games like uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, you'll love Haster Games. My guess is you've heard of Haster Games if you're a gamer. They got new lines of metal dice to go with their gemstone dice in. They have a great weight to them. Die Hard Dice and Gravity Dice. And they carry more dice than anybody. And these have been selling very well. Guilds of Rivnica, a great new set for Magic the Gathering, is now available. Uh, for Dungeons & Dragons, a Waterdeep Dungeon Heist, two weeks early for sale. Go see this wonderful campaign for Dungeons & Dragons. Haster recently added more display cases, a sound system, they're, uh, more shelving for their huge game library, and yes, you can play games for free at Haster, and computer kiosks to help you peruse their inventory and order cards. Stop by and see all the newness at Haster Games. And tell them Geek Show says, hey, not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and magic products, they will buy your pre-owned board games and magic products, too. Haster Games is located at 6831 South State. They're open from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday, noon to 5 on Sunday. It's a great place to stay and play. Remember, Haster has it. Happy New Year from Cabin Fever, your go-to shop for tin signs, lunchboxes, coffee table books, retro candy, playing cards, gift wrap, and a whole lot more. Located in the hearts of Trolley Square in downtown Salt Lake City at the corner of 500 South and 700 East, it's Cabin Fever, so much more than a New Year's card store. Cabin Fever is wishing you a prosperous New Year. They are your go-to shop for laughter, kitschy memories, creative and fun merchandise. Cabin Fever is officially over 35 years old this year, thanks, in part, to Geek Show customers like you. For the record, being a local shop and catering to all of Utah's diverse communities for this many years is no easy task. However, because Utah is chock-full of amazing people, Cabin Fever has been able to stay relevant in all climates. Cabin Fever would like to welcome you to 2019. Go on in. Let's all laugh together. Crom knows we could use a good laugh. Is quality kitsch a thing? Cabin Fever thinks so. 
Located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East, it's Cabin Fever. So much more than a quirky card store. If you didn't get what you wanted for Christmas, Dr. Volts has got what you need. Go in and get exactly what you want. By Crom, Conan the Barbarian returns to Marvel this month with all new stories from the Age of Sword and Sorcery. The newest issue of The Gull is on Kickstarter now. Cheer as he defeats the robot menace. Laugh as he contends with the irksome squirrel. And cry as he eats hot dogs out of the trash. The new issue of The Gull, live on Kickstarter now. Open seven days a week. The hold service is free. With that, you get a 10% discount on your purchases of $20 or more. And the previews catalog for free. 20 43 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Our favorite locally owned sexual wellness resource has moved to a new location. Go check out the beautiful new Black Velvet Boutique at 595 South State Street in Clearfield. Now, when it comes to sex, as with any healthy relationship, good communication is key. Being confident in the bedroom is sexy, and knowledge helps you get your most confident, sexy self. Black Velvet Boutique's helpful and friendly staff will answer your questions and find out what you need, or they'll leave you to your own devices. It's entirely up to you. Enjoy the best parts of being an adult with intimate bedroom toys and lingerie from Black Velvet Boutique. Go see the nice ladies at the all-new Black Velvet Boutique on 595 South State Street in Clearfield today. Visit them and uh, mention the radio show I work on, Radio from Hell, for special discounts. Ask our friends at the store for details. Black Velvet Boutique, their new location, 595 South State Street in Clearfield, where you can go to blackvelvetboutique.com or call them, 801-525-1583. They're open seven days a week. Black Velvet Boutique. And we're back. All Woo! right. Uh, I found the Ghost in the Shell thing for yes. you. Uh, Netflix announced on Twitter. Uh, the new movie or series, it does not specify which, is called Ghost in the Shell SAC 2045. Okay. It'll be directed by uh, Shinji Aramaki, who did Appleseed, oh. and Kenji Kamiyama, who did one of the many previous iterations of the franchise, uh, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. Yeah, those are the separate series that have come out. Okay. They're so all good. These they're are all the, so good. This is what they're doing with cool. their Ghost in the Shell stuff 2020. Is awesome. Comes. So. so whether it's live action or anime, I'm hoping they'll just stick with animation. I'll yeah. bet it's anime with those names behind it. Just, it. It's not. It's kind of like when they announced the live action Cowboy Bebop. You don't necessarily need to go live action. I understand the appeal of it, but the anime is already quite good. So, mm-hmm. all right. Okay, now I ask you guys. Jay didn't send me his list. Uh, let me, <laughs> let me, uh, then I'm glad yeah, I told Kansas in his. Double check my it's, email. It's a good thing you did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he did not send me his list of his Shocker. favorite things for 2018. That's just so unlike Jay. Well, I think he just got busy getting ready for this tour. and Yeah. Yeah, there we go. The holidays and such. Holidays and all that stuff. He sent me, Carrie. <laughs> he, he sent uh, counts you, in his stead. You have been placed in his stead. Yeah. He threw so, out Jay's list and made his own. So I just ask you guys to bring, you know, I didn't say how many things or what the things should be. It could be anything. Mm. Line in a movie. I don't care. Uh, your favorite things from 2018. Who wants to start? Ooh, I'll go. Me. I'll do it. All right. Fuck. Yeah. Channel, um, so. so my first favorite thing um, is actually from March. Uh, Tearing at the Seams, the new album by Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night oh, Sweats. Oh, yeah. There you go. Um, if you've never listened to these guys and you just like music, ch- uh, fucking change that. Um both of their well, they have they kind of have three albums, um, but it's just good, like timeless music, and um, it's I, I think 
this will be an album. These albums that he made might be like rediscovered and become really big. And like I can see it in like 10, 15 years. Okay. Mm. It's good, good stuff. Uh, kind of like when Tarantino reintroduced Al Green to the world. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I thank the Lord for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm an atheist. Uh, he, I'm glad we <laughs> actually didn't deal. talk about it because this will open up. Uh, my favorite thing that I saw on TV maybe ever. Was the, uh, the the crossover? Oh, the Elseworlds. The Elseworlds so crossover, good. man. Just, I mean, it, I, I was watching that, and I knew I was missing a lot of references yeah. because I'm not I'm not the DC and guy, I, and I didn't even but, catch them all. But I, I have to. I'm gonna go back and yeah. rewatch them over the, the holiday break. But there it, is a boatload. But I was yeah. gonna say it didn't matter though, because no. no. I was just familiar enough. Exactly. That I was that I was having a good and, time. And they're Lois Lane. Uh, it's actually, Lois Lane. She's so Lois Lane. Yeah. And I, I know we're hearing rumblings that they might do a, a spinoff for those two. Kind of a, they a, should, a revisit man. to the Lois really and Clark should. thing. It's Terry Hatcher or nothing. Well, <laughs> but they they she looked like if Terry Hatcher or Margot Kidder had had a kid. That's yeah. how she looked. They did. And they yeah. played her. They played her as super smart and clumsy, which I absolutely fucking well, love. And, and that, that was my favorite bit of Margot Kidder's. It was so good to see a Superman-y Superman. Yeah. So mm. Superman. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, that guy, remember when was, he was cast, everybody was like, fuck this. No, he's great. No, he's he great. Is it the guy that yeah. they're using in Supergirl, same guy? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. yeah. And, he does, and he does a phenomenal Clark Kent. Like, yeah. Oh, Clark- God, he was great. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. Picks up um, the barn for Ma. <laughs> one of my uh, favorite movies this year was uh, Isle of Dogs. Yeah. I just was like, it just blew me away. It was like so... Smart and original and well done. Great soundtrack. Great cast. Uh, <laughs> and uh, is that it? Yeah, there wasn't much else good this year. Really? <laughs> no, like you know, there's the big shit, fucking Black Panther and yeah, and yep. stuff like that. Was uh, was Fargo on this year? Yeah, no, was that not. was last year. Last right? year, no. Um, yeah, no, but there's so much good stuff. Like we like. We live in such a, like, it's the weirdest thing. Like, real life is just kind of shit. Let's all just say it, right? <laughs> and, but, like, our entertainment, like, opportunities and shit like that, it's, it's amazing. It's an I embarrassment. That's like almost, just, yeah, yeah, it's almost too much to I, choose. I think, I think our media is actually its best when things are at their worst. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, sure. it seems like when the, well, world, when the world's on fire, it kind of helps, uh, it kind of helps the media hold back the flames. Um, I will say, my a runner-up is the season of Supergirl, yep. which is really affected by current political. Yeah, absolutely, things. and you so, should you should be you should watch it. Yeah, if you dropped out of Supergirl, re- watch this season. This season has been really yeah. good. So. I, have, I have a couple things I can hit real quick. Sure, uh, I'm, I'm done. Are you, are you good? Okay. Right. I just realized I was interrupting, and that's not that's not cool. That's okay. We I, interrupt each other all the time. I just did it. Have been for like thirty <laughs> years. What? Uh, I, I like what I'm seeing the the resurgence of of communities uh, that are offline, and I've noticed that with the with the game store that I've been working at lately oh. is that people are people are disconnecting from the internet and getting together again, and I haven't seen that in a while. So seeing gaming communities pick up again, or people getting together to see movies, movie clubs, book clubs, all of that stuff. It's nice to see people getting together in the flesh and kind of revisiting those things that make us a society mm-hmm. um, because we lose track of that online because you can't, you know, you always say you can't read intent in a tweet. Um, you can't you can't read sarcasm, all those other things. So seeing those communities coming back together, uh, I think, has is, is made me really, really happy. And 2018 has personified that. Solo uh, was 
one of the high points of the year for me. I agree. And for a movie 100%. that so many people shit on or didn't even see, <laughs> it's kind of a tragedy because I, I think there were more movies to be told that were not I going. think we'll get there again. Maybe, maybe. I, I kind of wanted, I, I thought it would be great to see them pick up where that story went off with the Lando movie and then, mm. you know, and, and do a trilogy, but maybe with different, a focus on different characters. As might be the, that might got, be the Disney app, though. It, it, it could be. That it, movie got fucked, and, and I'll just say it over and over again. It got fucked. It got, it got, it was like the equivalence of the, the, the election, well, right? Yeah. Like yeah. internet trolls fucked that movie just it, like well, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Internet Russia trolls fucked that they're proud of election. I don't think it was just the internet. It was a huge part of it. But yeah. again, we've said it a thousand times. May was, you know, as, as giddy as we were as geeks, it was a bad run of, you know, and, a, a releasing of schedules. I mean, and just not like, promoted well pa- at not all. Pablo, Pablo Hidalgo last night, he actually retweeted somebody else saying, I wonder, I wonder what would have happened if Solo had been released today. Like as in yesterday, yeah. I not well. See, again, I would say no because we have. There's a lot of shit out there. Spider yeah, Verse, Mary might, Poppins. They like, might have if put if, it in fucking August. Yeah, or so if, but, if, it, but if a Star Wars was staring down the end of a barrel at you, maybe you would move your movies. Not in December, but not. You know, I, again, I liked it. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. not, it's not. A, it's not a Ray Star Wars. You know, no, I, I enjoyed it, but and then that Star Wars, hell yes. And then the last, the last thing is uh, I'm. I'm having a, a rekindling because of my new job. I'm having a, a rekindling of my love of the comics medium, which is kind of a bittersweet rekindling because comic books are too fucking expensive, yo. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. really are. I mean, I'm seeing DC and Marvel titles going for five bucks. That's yeah. insane. And, I, and it's I, really unfortunate, too. My, my first comics article for Bleeding Cool was actually talking about the whole reason why a lot of us in our 40s and 50s got into the comics in the first place is because they were... Thirty-five cents or fifty cents. Well, thirty-five cents. Well, look at yeah. this one. That yeah, Carrie, it's twelve fucking cents. It's Carrie right. gave me in my and friend. It's filled with ads. Yeah. And it's, think, you know. think about it this way: you could get two comic books or your month of Netflix. Right, it's or true. it's about but, the same but price. But when I was when I was a kid, like Rom Space Night number eighteen was fifty cents. No, it was thirty-five cents. It was mm-hmm. fifty cents. It was fifty cents. That was not so much money that when I walked up to my mom because I got it at the Smiths grocery store in Magna. Yeah. Right. And I walked up to my mom and I said, Mom, this looks really cool. This guy's got knife hands. And she said, oh, okay. And it was okay for her to say 50 cents out of the grocery budget. It's not a big deal. When I was a kid, I got into comics and I learned to read super early because my grandma, every time she'd come in from Ely, Nevada, she would drive and she would stop at the 7-Eleven that was at the uh, corner of 4800 South and Uh um, 5600 West. Oh, no, it's an office now. Yeah, or whatever. Right. And... She would walk in and she'd walk up to the spinner. The spinner. Spinner and, rack. That's what they always were. Yeah. yeah. And I want, she, I want one so I want bad. So, they're so fucking expensive. Yeah. Like, they're, they're available. Yeah. There's Seriously? A guy, there's a guy out there making them uh-huh. that are reproductions of the old ones that even say, <laughs> hey, kids, comics on them. Yeah. Uh. But they're really expensive. Yeah. Mm. I would love, wouldn't you love to have one of those in, like, in your house with, like, your favorite comic book. I'm going like, to. Yeah. Well, that's, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just I, waiting to drop that yeah. dough. We can easily get it. But we'll just start a Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. so, but so like my grandma would walk in and she would buy me like 20 comics yeah you know and probably and spend 10, 10 bucks. 15 bucks maybe right. the most and she would just buy me anything that she thought she liked the cover she thought i'd like that's my yeah. mom did my mom did the same thing yeah. with my first comics she just right. she went by i think he'll like that and that's yeah, yeah. that's how i got that spider-man be, comic right. and the ghost and it, rider comic it'd and, be like yeah. a mix of like spider-man and ghost rider and batman but yeah richie rich and Hot stuff and yeah, I got RC those too, comics. Yeah. I, remember, and, you know what I, mean? I remember my parents ripping apart the couches to get changed so that I could get my comics because mm-hmm. uh, you know it wasn't much, a couple bucks, and mm-hmm. I could get my week's comics. But 
So now I'm seeing some amazing comic books. Uh, Boom Studios doing the the latest Planet of the Apes uh, stuff is just blowing my mind. And uh, oh, there's some good stuff some, being uh, produced there's, right there's now. There's a, a Titan Books is doing a, yeah. a phenomenal job with Elric. Uh, so so really 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 good comics. And some of the companies like Image, they're three ninety nine when they hit, but two months later they bring them down to a dollar ninety nine on digital. So that mm. makes it more affordable. So it's really hard when I'm seeing great work. And I'm thinking to myself, I can't actually afford this hobby, you know. So, yeah. but that's but at the same I time, had to stop. I was stop, yeah. I was dropping like 175 dollars a month. Yeah, that's, just like, that's well. It's that's, also kind of hard when you can do like the Marvel app for like you know how much money for a year. Right. I know they're older comics, but someone's like, hey, there's years of stuff I, well, I've I read. Haven't read a, I haven't bought a comic, and I can't remember how long. So hmm. I'm like, I. I still go every. I still go every Wednesday, but I had to trim my title list down. Yeah. To the point where it's like maybe three a week. Well, and and so you're you're spending still almost a hundred dollars a month on comics, yeah. which is a hard one to face up to because I remember back in the '80s at Comics Utah, I'd have my pull list, and it would be thirty, forty bucks a month, mm-hmm. and that was probably sixty comics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but still, it, it's neat to see that the that the industry is. I, I can't I can't say that DC and Marvel are necessarily doing the greatest work. Maybe they are. I haven't been watching it. It's actually quite good. It's been good, but seeing what some of the indie titles are pulling off. Uh, there, there's almost like a renaissance of quality art with really good storytelling. It's and, true. And it's neat to see it back again. So that's me. That's your list? That's my list. All right. Who wants Short to go simple. next? I'll go. Okay. Tony? All right. So uh, I got a little bit of hardware on here because I'm a tech nerd, but the Apple mobile CPUs and the new iPhones and the new iPads are so amazingly fast for what the form factor is that they're in that it's just mind-blowing. Apple likes to brag about their, you know, oh, we're the best, blah, blah, blah. In reality, the CPU in that iPad that your wife just got yeah. is ninety-two is, is faster than 92% of laptops out there. Wow. That, that's what she was going to get a new laptop. And then when she saw this, and like the guy's like, yeah, anything you want to do. Like, she's like, what are you using if it for? And she told him. And she's like, you don't yeah. need a laptop. Especially yeah. if it's art-related. Like, yeah, it's all art. They are amazing. That's awesome, because I'm getting a new iPad uh, next year for free. Yeah, there you go. See, the... Apple Apple has some hardware engineers that just know how to make a mobile CPU GPU combo that is so far and above everything else that's being on, made on the market right now. It's amazing. All right. Uh, also, we got um, there's a head, there's a pair of headphones that I got. Uh, I backed on Indiegogo. They're gaming headphones for your PC. They're by a brand called Odyssey, which makes high end um, studio headphones. They mm-hmm. use a different kind of uh, diaphragm inside the ear cup is called planar magnetic. It's not your regular magnetic, uh, you know, frame that yeah. pushes a cone in and out on a speaker. Oh, okay. It's a different kind of technology that's really, really neat, and uh, they sound phenomenal. They're they're a little bit on the pricey side, but I got them a lot cheaper because I backed them on Indiegogo. Took the risk of the crowdfunding. Mine are free. Oh, you got? Did you get some? I have some coming. They're so good. Yeah, like mm-hmm. they are the best headphones I've ever put on my head, and I've played with some expensive earphones, and they're, you're gonna you're gonna really enjoy those. Man, I they can't are wait to hear Skyrim on them. Oh, dude, <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing I put on was We're gonna lose um, Lee. <laughs> I put on uh, Battlefield One. Yeah. with all the World War Two st- or World War One stuff. It sounds amazing. And then I put on a Tool album, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh, you you ruined your headphones it's, with Tool. No, no, no Nickelback this time. It's <laughs> no. too bad. It's you're Mormon. You can't get high and use those things because you'd like it I'll even more. It, I'll bet it'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Just so. get sugar high, Tony. Get your sugar. Get some sugar. Sh- what I, I call don't? it? What, what I call <laughs> it? Some ca- you think Colorado not? help? Yeah, yeah. Colorado help. 
So, yeah, really, really cool stuff. Um, also, uh, a couple of TV shows, The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Mm. That's on my list. So Can't good. I, like, I couldn't watch it because the family issues and it made me cry. Oh, yeah. It is so sad. I, I couldn't watch it. It it's, is sad. Yeah, it's basically a super dramatic family issues with ghosts. Yeah. And yeah. it was it was phenomenal. Uh, why would I watch that when it's real life for me? <laughs> so many yeah. ghosts. And then this uh, season of Silicon Valley this year was amazing. Holy shit! It was so I good. That? Especially that was a great season, the stuff yeah. near the end of the season that they did with uh, cryptocurrency and blockchain. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. man! Yeah, if good. you know anything about that, it's just it was so spot on. And without uh, what's his name? Uh, Ehrlich. Ehrlich. Oh, rapey, uh, T J Miller. Was yeah, Miller? without T J Miller, and yeah, fuck it, that guy. It Ehrlich did not Bachman. skip. It did not skip a beat. No. Yep. It was amazing. I yeah. love. it. That's how strong that cast is. Yeah, well, yeah. and the writers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Yep. Well, and Mike Judge. Mike Judge is an underrated genius. And I don't yep, give a absolutely. Yeah, all you have to do is watch King of the Hill. Yeah. Mm. And it's that, there's a little bit of genius in every episode. Damn well, it, for Christ's sake, uh, <laughs> no, damn it. Idi- idiocracy. Yeah, oh, it's idiocracy not, I was, showed it. A it was couple, ahead of its time. I showed it a couple of years ago to Jay, and when I, when I was still with the Mangler, mm-hmm. and they didn't think it was funny because it's like this is too true. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I mean. Right, th- this isn't funny anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, like <amazing>. reality. <laughs> yeah. uh, I gotta throw out there uh, medical science. Or <laughs> the spinal cord stimulator that my wife got put in her back. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Is that working? Yeah, it's working really oh, well good. for her. So good. Yeah, she good. looked super happy and yeah. did not look to be cringing her way through walking around yes, the theater. It has there. incredibly decreased the amount of pain she has in her legs and her feet. And now once we get the back healed up from the surgery, she'll be, you know, doing really, really Bill's well. Bill's getting that done. Is he really? I think. Yeah. Well, it's been great for Megan. I don't talk to him about stuff, so I don't <laughs> I just know he's having something done. So. I think Bill should get those, um, like, robotic spider legs, like, uh, <laughs> like, like Dark Hall. Hall. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, yeah, man. I think a better comparison would be Mojo Jojo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, not Mojo Jojo, just Mojo, Mojo from the Mojo version. Mojo that's right. Jojo, that's, yeah, that's, no, Mojo that's, Jojo, that's, 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 no, no, that's even better. We should get Bill Allred's brain and put it in an evil chimp, evil, evil chimp with spider with legs. Spider <laughs> Pray for, and then Mojo. the last one. This is my. Oh, sorry, yeah. I got, I got two. Oh, more. brought to you um, partially by because there's. A, it's stir fry. <laughs> there was so much good stuff this year. Uh, Spider Man in general had an amazing year. Yes, oh, that's true. with his uh, his appearance in the Avengers, Spider Verse, and the game. This really was. Oh, oh, oh my gosh, it and, was his year. And Ryan Otley taking. The hey, yeah, Ryan Otley doing yeah. the Spider Man. Yeah, it's just been a fantastic year for Spider Man. It's in his general. year. Yeah, all mm. of the stuff they've put out has been really, really good. But my number one game of the year, by far and away, God of War on PS4. I've heard it's good. Is just phenomenal. My game editor just hit her head against the speaker. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't like it. What? <laughs> what? It's so good. Yeah, she hates the character. Oh, that's right. too bad. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. Uh, Jimmy. All right. Uh, so I've got a bunch. Uh, I'll do the sappy one first. If you know me closely, you know that 2018 wasn't a great fucking year for me. And so I'm just going to put that out there. And, uh, well, it was good career-wise, but <laughs> I had to go through some shit to get there. You're, but, good, uh, you're good now. Yeah. Uh, good now. So I just want to thank fan- uh, God, my friends and family mm-hmm. for being there and uh, my wife. So thank you. Oh. All right. You want to wear the Wolverine mask? It helps no, when you're it helps. Don't yeah. take it from your old friend Logan. <laughs> no, my wife is my rock, and so that's good. Cat, I love you. It's All good right, to have a rock. Uh, but here we go. The Shape of Water winning Best Picture. Oh yeah, Fuck yes. that was awesome. Uh, that proved to me that the Oscars are no longer run by old fucking lame white dudes. So 
at least not entirely. <laughs> not well, entirely. Yeah. Not entirely. But it, yeah, when that, a movie like, that didn't like, win with those guys, I'm no, telling you that, that right now. It's like I don't get it. That lady fucks a fish. A, a, a mute yeah. lady fucking a fish is not being won by 1990s Oscars <laughs> voters. To, to, to be fair, though, the older Academy <laughs> members remember that time like it was yesterday. Sure. So they yeah. were. Yeah. They, sure. were, they, they I, were. They really identified with. I remember that time I fucked a fish. <laughs> yeah, they were. They, they thought that Michael Shannon was the hero. He was. Yeah. To <laughs> them, so. Yeah. Uh, our tenth anniversary party. Uh, yeah, that, that was, was great. Fun. That was fun. That was fun. Sneaking in, getting uh, half naked in the back with Jay, switching into Lando and Han Solo costumes. That was fun. <laughs> that was great. Uh, the Millennium Falcon cockpit tour that came through town. Oh, that was so cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you if you notice what I'm doing, I went through my Facebook posts. <laughs> That's nice. how I found all my things. Jimmy, That's I could, what I was going to do, but I post too many memes, so it's, it's just a bunch of memes. I got to say something about the 10th anniversary party first, yeah. real quick, Jimmy, because I went with you, obviously, and... Um, Carrie was handing out markers to you guys, and he handed you handed me a marker. And I said, Carrie, oh, come on. He's like, trust me. Yeah. Pe- people are going to want you to sign stuff. Trust me. You were right. I signed like you. 10 posters. I couldn't they believe it. It was an amazing experience. They actually. know you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got a bunch. I'll try to fly through them. Um, vis- uh, speaking of Spider-Man, visiting Vice, uh, and I want to make this a, a, an ongoing thing. Because we, Kat and I went down to go visit Vice, and we dropped off a Spider-Man toy down there. We're going to make an annual thing and find a different Spider-Man thing to drop off. Oh, <laughs> drop cool. off at Vice on, every on, year. You know, that's great. On his headstone. So, it's yeah. funny. It's um, this year was the first time that I did it. But you, oh yeah. Then I went down and visited him. It's Jen made. It's nice. I'm sorry. Like you yeah. know, I miss him every day, but you know, it's still just nice to go say hi to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. So and we found the one thing, and it was funny because Cat went down there one time, I think, randomly, and. Uh, or came across Zelda, Vice's mom, and she goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, I took the toy." And she goes, "It was raining. I didn't want it to get messed up." We're like, "Yeah, that's fine. Like, you know, it's it's totally yours." So we want to make that an ongoing thing. So we're gonna go down there another time and drop off Man, another she's toy. Getting quite the toy collection now, right? <laughs> um, he's not here with us, so I'm not sitting next to him. But sitting next to Jay at Black Panther was <laughs> right. one of the greatest things ever. Uh, that was I, a great well, thing. I, I sat down in front of him and hearing him. Get teary at the end. He, I was he like, cried. Yeah. I, mean, I was on the other side. Be embarrassed of about that, yep. man. It, it that's was, right. Because it's a, well. I mean, of course, he was sitting by me. That's it's tradition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's uh, the, the marketing of Deadpool two. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> from everything from Flashdance to uh, was it him painting Josh Brolin as Brad from the Goonies mm-hmm. to the Seven Eleven stuff and the, all the when they did all the DVD covers of old movies was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> when I got to do an ADR session with T Titans, uh, that that was fun. Oh, I and that movie too. The movie is amazing. That movie, like, if you haven't seen it, see, I, I hate that TV show. Nick, yeah. Nick Cage is Superman. God, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you guys are goofuses. Cat's <laughs> <laughs> uh, idea to add uh, geek flags to our house now, so it changes out every month, is pretty fun. That cra- that, that's my, like, I when, whenever, because I live right next door, whenever yeah. they change, I'm just like, these fuckers. <laughs> it says Happy Festivus yeah. out there now. Oh, nice. Uh, let's see. It was Ghostbusters last time I saw right. you. Yeah. It was Ghostbusters. She hung the Geek Show flag once. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been I think that's one of my things on oh, my yeah. list is that she got me one of those as well. Yeah. The Geek Show flag. I, we found a place that will make any flag you want. Yeah. <laughs> so shit's going to get real soon. Uh, so I can make one that just says, leave me alone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm do that. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Hamas tattoo. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh pretty good. Yep. Uh, finding a real video store in Bountiful that still exists. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I lost my shit. Oh, that would be too, my my experience uh, when I found the video store. There's that whole like spending that time in uh, where was it? Indiana. I can't remember. Some Indi- state yeah, that begins that, with an Indianapolis. I. Indiana. No. Yeah, Indiana. Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. Place. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> 
That was a fun time, too. I just love the guy was like, it's a free membership. I'm not going to rent anything from you. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. Well, I don't know if I had told you guys. I had to fight with them to cancel my membership uh, because I bought um, Accidental Motherfuckers. They were trying to charge <laughs> me late fees. I'm like, no. No, they no. You, she sold that to me. It's mine. Yeah, but it might still might be on my credit. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> worth it. Uh, going to Scotland with Netflix. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Can't deny that one. Uh, in the same trip, seeing the Rockefeller Christmas tree because that's something I've always wanted to see in person. Yeah, lit mm-hmm. up, which is kind of fun. And, the, and then the very next morning, seeing the Ghostbusters firehouse in person, <laughs> and just on a random walk too, just like. Oh, you didn't. Oh. You didn't plan that. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> I thought you sought it oh, out. No. Really? <laughs> oh, I thought that was on your agenda. It's like, no, yeah. I had no fucking idea. It was wow. about a mile, half a mile from my hotel. I would have passed out. <laughs> well, what's funny is I, th- like, like seriously, what the fuck? Oh, I was, I was talking rea- to my reality and <laughs> fantasy can buy breath. Yeah, no, I, I was actually talking to my parents on the phone, and I said, "Wait, just, I was just wandering around, and I walked past it, like on the right side, because you know it's, it's a fucking firehouse, unless you see the front." And so I was walking down. I think I went to like a little you know, deli or something. Turned around, and I was, and I looked like. A, Oh, fuck off. <laughs> and nobody was in front of it taking pictures. Like, a lot of people saw the picture that I took with it, and they're like, that's the best picture you could have had because there's always, and then not five minutes later, there's families taking pictures. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. See, so, it's, that's so funny because when, when I was in Venice, I had to seek out the church from uh, the, the third Indiana Jones movie, you know, oh, yeah. where they, cl- they come, come, come up out of the uh, sewer uh-huh. in front of it. Oh, yeah and, yeah. and and he brushes off and goes, ah, Venice, you know. I wanted to find that church. I had a hard time finding that yeah. church. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. And uh, Slippin' Jimmy just walks right in. And he the just goes, right in. That's what I mean. Yeah. Slippin' Jimmy. And there's nobody there. It's like he's on a sound lot. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. They just, oh. Yeah. Hey, well, what can I found? Uh, Look at that resplendent daughter. No one get anywhere the, uh, Jimmy, that's the moment you got your mojo back right there. Probably. Thank <laughs> you. Maybe. All right. Uh, then last, I'm going to hopefully, because I'll say it, um, I'm, I'll pat myself on the back, and I did it with you know some other sources as well. I took over the fucking junkets, mm-hmm. and uh, so eat a bag of dick to anyone who hates that. <laughs> um, and, uh, but I'm going to call it every year, and I hope it keeps happening. It's my Jackie Chan moment. So last year was Jackie Chan. This one was Robert Zemeckis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, and yeah. just fucking going in there and losing my mind and walking out and hearing the guy come behind me go, how the fuck do I follow that? <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, so there's that. And then a couple of things I just saw real fast. Uh, not that it's so much my favorite thing, but it puts it into perspective. Toys R Us closing. I think oh, yeah, just like something that needs to be acknowledged. Uh, and then just some movies that you might not have seen. Uh, Upgrade. Mm-hmm. And Three Identical Strangers. Uh, and then a couple of deaths I just wrote down. D- Stephen Hawking, Milos Foreman, Vern Troyer, Anthony Bourdain, uh, Aretha Franklin, Burt Reynolds, and Stan Lee. Mm. Oh, and I got to say, uh, yeah, Vern Troyer. That, yeah. Like, honestly, because it was like almost just like a year to the to day, the day that I interviewed yeah. him. Mm-hmm. And I broke down in tears mm. like because you guys saw me interview him and like what a decent human but i just think his life damaged him beyond right. but he, you know you used to think that you gave him a fun fucking night because he, well, he told time. me was, he told me it was his best his best like comic con yeah interview, interview. Oh. And, and my last thing real fast is the greatest thing in the world is a weighted blanket <laughs> and adult size onesies the way, yes <laughs> i got one of those for my wife for christmas did you get it from uh Oh, was <laughs> Tipsy Elves? No, one of the ones on Amazon, but I don't know if she likes it yet because we're recording this before Christmas. So ah. I hope she does. <laughs> I run I run too hot for those. Uh, what do you got, Counts? <laughs> okay. Um, you'd think this would be full of movies, but it's actually not. Of course, Black Panther's on here, particularly Michael B. Jordan. I think he paved the way for Thanos to be what Thanos was by oh, being God. the most he sympathetic the, yeah. villain Such Marvel a great had villain. ever I given us that. to that point. Him mm-hmm. and uh, what? Bush... Bushmaster. Bushmaster, yeah. 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 I just... 
th- I thought his performance was amazing. He got my vote for best supporting. I hope he gets best supporting actor if, it, if Sam Elliott doesn't get I it. I think so too. Obviously, the Spider Verse. There was a performance in this foreign film called Capernaum by this kid Zayn uh. Al Rafia that is literally the best performance by any actor all year, and he's just a little twelve-year-old kid. Yeah, heartbreaking, unbelievable. What does someone say? They called it the the prequel to Scarface. Yeah, <laughs> see this movie for that kid. Um, I got into the UFCA this year. That was big for yeah. me. Oh, there you go. I celebrated four years on Big Movie. Can you believe that? Wow. Crazy. Thanks for letting me sit in your chair, Jeff Weiss. Um, I think I got some Jay stuff on my list here, too, so he'll be happy. But Hannah Gadsby's Nanette. Oh, that, that was really, really good. good. One of the best things that, that happened. Was, really that was really good. Max Dance at the end of that, the season finale of Sunny. Oh, was it Max Finance oh, yeah. yeah. Incredible. That, that was amazing. And it's actually just a great season, which we, yeah. I, we walked in, I, like I walked in that thing going, uh, yeah. Glenn's not going to be there. Yeah. You know, but he so, kind of yeah. was for most half yeah. of yeah. 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 yeah, He was there for at least half. That's some of the best television I've seen in a long time, though. Yep. It was beautiful. Uh, Democrats taking the house. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you. Me too. We have to mention that. Oh, mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. Um, Childish Gambino, This is America. Yes. yes. Kaepernick's Nike ad, because fuck you, NFL. Exactly. Um, yeah. Banksy's Sotheby's stunt. Brilliant. Oh, that was brilliant. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally the, brilliant. The shredding? I, yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. Awesome. Well, tell people what it was in case they don't so know. He it's sold, amazing that Counts brought my list. <laughs> did I? Did I? He sold this painting, and it was in a frame, and the minute it sold, it, the frame For had a shredder a at the bottom. Dollars. Over a million dollars. The frame had a shredder at the bottom, and it just dropped through the frame in tatters. <laughs> well, it didn't. Well, no, it, it went halfway through. Yeah. halfway through. Right, right, if I bought right. that thing, I'd have it framed with the tatters. Right. Oh, heck oh, yeah. yeah. Goddamn right. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, a couple more things. Um, Roseanne getting shit canned. That was awesome. <laughs> um, the three television shows that I loved the most this year were Star Trek Discovery, mm-hmm. The Lost in Space reboot, oh, and yeah. Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon. And, I forgot Altered Carbon. Yeah. And my favorite oh. band is retiring this year, minus the bear. I'm depressed about it. Their they con- are, yeah. Their concert in Salt well, Lake got canceled, but I'm still, I want to throw them is some it, love. So that's my list. Is it like a surprise retirement? No, they've been around for a while and oh. they've been yeah. hinting at it. So, they all just yeah. kind of went, yeah, yeah. We're, we're good. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yep. <laughs> uh, I've, I've got just a few things. Um, because you guys hit most of it. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. This is a great list. I knew you guys would deliver. Um, Daredevil Season 3. Oh, yes. Yes. oh, how did I miss yes, that? Sir. Yes, sir. Fuck yes. Fantastic. I, you missed I, it because you knew someone else would pick it up. That's yeah. perfect. <laughs> and I was I, I think I was telling Jimmy this last time I saw him. Said, I think I've been reading Daredevil probably almost longer than any comic. Because I jumped <laughs> off of Spider-Man for a while. But Daredevil no, no, has I, always been in my hold. Carrie, mm. it has. like It really has. Like, from when I... First met you. I was reading Jesus Daredevil. Christ, thirty years ago. Yeah, you're, uh, you were all about. Daredevil. I mean, I, I and I remember. I I got a back in the the old days. I got a I, I had a Daredevil T shirt, and I remember I wore it at Howard Jones' house, and he's like, "What what is this a, a is this a band? What is it?" <laughs> Do you know uh, the, that season was so good? Yes, I was watching like one of the last episodes. I got on Amazon and bought a Daredevil hat. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like I honestly did in the middle of the night. I'm like, oh God, I gotta buy something. Here's Marvel. the thing about <laughs> that funny. about that season, and they've done a great job with all the seasons, but this season's absolutely. It was like reading a Daredevil comic. Yeah. You know, and I and I realized that that light went on when I went back and rewatched. I think I, uh, episode four or something like that. I'm gonna rewatch the, like the last four episodes again because they were just. Yeah. Magic, and I just I realized this is like this is what it's like reading a Daredevil comic. Uh-huh. Yep. And I and I realized that you know if you didn't care for it, maybe it was made for me. 
<laughs> you know, maybe yeah. if you haven't been reading Daredevil comics, maybe maybe that's why you didn't like it. I don't know. It was like it was like but, it was like Miller and uh, yeah. and uh, well, Bendis and yes. Kevin t- Smith. Tiny bit of Kevin Smith. Like yeah. like they all Guardian got Devil, together yeah. and they and they wrote it together. And you can you tell know? that the, the the people who created this this season are fans because they even ha- they even went as far as recreating covers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's there's the Guardian Devil, I think is one where where Daredevil's holding a gun and you know and that's right. that's a, a famous comic cover and we yeah. know we know it's not Daredevil it's right. Bullseye disguised as Daredevil. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it, it, so that was just such a great thing and for I, me. I didn't um, I didn't think they could pull off making a Bullseye even remotely sympathetic. That and, oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah. they did right. and they did his yeah. his black and white origin that's Emmy shit oh, as yeah. far as I'm concerned yeah. that is some Emmy oh, shit. Oh that guy that guy. He did such an amazing performance. Yes, he and the guy who plays Bullseye is great, and he was nearly Captain America. Did oh. you know that? I go back and take that back to the Michael um, B. Jordan scene. Like this has been a great yes. year for villains. Oh, yeah, well, I was going to, and, oh, and yeah. I was bringing it back because I'm a Marvel zombie. What a great year for Marvel movies! Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean Black Panther. Mm-hmm. What a milestone that is! Yep. yep, and and it's it's and it's and it's started a new thing. A character that old doing that in a movie. And starting a new thing yet again. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just astounding. If you'd have told me that late night talk show hosts would be making Thanos jokes. <laughs> right. Exactly. If you yeah. had gone 10 years, or 12 years ago and said Jimmy Kimmel will make Thanos jokes in his monologue, I'd say, who's Jimmy Kimmel? Right. You'd go, that fat fuck from the man show? <laughs> <I'd say that>. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me they gave that asshole a talk show. But, but yeah, late night hosts making Thanos jokes yep. of all the Marvel villains. That is, to me, the power of, of these characters yeah. that we have known and loved for so long. But I, <laughs> but I also don't want Ant-Man and the Wasp to get lost. No. Holy oh, shit, yeah. because that was a great goddamn movie. Because it yep. did get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. A little year. bit. Oh, it shit. It I watched hey, it on the plane. It's, it's really I good. I still hey, haven't seen oh it. My what? Uh, Fix that, mother... Oh. No, it, I it, seriously... Um, did you that, forget about it? <laughs> No, the movie came out when my business collapsed. Oh, uh, that's right. And Bar- I, Lee, I, watch I, it. I've literally forgotten it exists. Yeah. Bar- borrow, borrow it from one Bar- of us. Holy yeah. shit. It should be on Voodoo. I'll, I'll check. Yeah, I'll check. It's so it's, good. It's got so much heart yeah. and so much no, comedy. I love the first Ant-Man, but I mean, seriously, yeah. when your life collapses, sometimes no, you forget I, about I movies. I get it. I get so. it. Um, Lee, Lee, it's got Hannah yeah. John Kamen from Killjoys. I what else do you need to know? What yeah, else do you need to know? And 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 a, a villain who you, you you feel sorry for, uh, and and the introduction of the wasp, yeah. and she's just awesome. Kick-ass. You know, I, I wish my wife could get over her hatred of Evangeline Lilly because she won't sit down and watch it oh, with me. That's too bad. Because I'm like, I, you're because you want to buy this. her the suit too. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, honey, you're gonna love this. That's lost baggage she's carrying around with yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, honey, you're gonna love this movie. There's so you know, it's got all of the shit, and she goes, I just can't get past Evangeline oh, Lilly. Man. Anyway, that's too bad. Uh, so there's that. Uh, hey, but, Scott Lang's gonna get his due. I figure. In, I uh, think so. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, more TV. Uh, I thought season two of Westworld was actually oh, quite yeah. good. I gotta, yep. see, I gotta finish, I finish that. The second half because it's the 
very good. good. The it's evolution good. I of, loved it. of Maeve. They, mm-hmm. they and fucked where, me and I didn't see it happening. And where it goes, yeah. yeah. I was like, there is no way, because the first season, they fucked me good. Yeah. And I, didn't, I did not see the big thing until the end. Exactly. And then I didn't see the big thing in season two until the end. And I'm yeah. like, you these, fuckers. These showrunners are chess players, I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah, uh, just Just amazing shit. Uh, Star Trek Discovery, I enjoyed it well yep. as well. Um, Ray Donovan this uh-huh. season. <laughs> oh, Bunchy. Poor Bunchy. How about Happy? Happy was great. I know it was part, oh. partially 2017, but Happy is Happy is so good. But Ray Donovan's just Ray. Ray I, it's it, the sh- I watch it and I don't like. I love it, but it also makes me want to kill myself a and, little bit. And we're getting another season, by the way. Uh, they oh, just God. they just renewed. Oh, Jesus! I season. thought I was finally released. <laughs> but uh, finally, this because. People always send me stories, links to stories, to websites, fan sites, uh-huh. news sites, and uh-huh. things like that. And, and, and 90% of the time, is, it's bullshit, it's bullshit yeah. or it's clickbait. I found a Twitter account that y'all need to follow, and it's called Film Clickbait. <laughs> and what they do is they go to websites that are promoting stories with these headlines yeah. that lead you in. You won't believe what happens. And what they do is they go in, they read the story, and then they repost it with "Here's what it here's what it is." <gasps> I want that. I'm why, doing it right now. Why so, Hollywood won't hire Julia Stiles anymore? Yeah, things like that. Exactly, yeah. Things like that. Oh, I found it. She's followed. an asshole. <laughs> oh, okay. So so here's one. Still no Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. We look at what's going on. So they look at it. Okay. They don't actually know what's going on. Of course not. <laughs> I feel like that's the uh, Ron Howard narrator. <laughs> they didn't report to find out, but there's two pages of speculation to distract from those facts. <laughs> so here's here's another one. Julie Andrews' Aquaman cameo is so big, you may have missed it. <laughs> Julie Andrews? So yeah. they click it. Oh, say, yeah. you, you didn't miss it. She provided the voice of the creature Carathat. Yep. Yeah. So you don't need to go into the story. Which is great because it's the same day that, uh, that Mary Poppins Returns opens, mm-hmm. and she's not in that. Here's another one. <laughs> Which Transformers character wasn't allowed to appear in Bumblebee? And they go in for you. A hundred of them. Megatron. <laughs> but not because he wasn't allowed. It's because the overall story dictated it. Yep. <laughs> See, this, great. this Twitter account is absolutely essential. Bum- so- Bumblebee's emotional high-octane ending explained. This is just them typing out what happens at the end of the film. There is no great mystery that needs explaining. We have a uh, we we have a we have a site that's taking our stories off of Bleeding Cool, translating them into another language, and then translating them back into English. Oh, that's always them. good. Oh, that's that looks good. amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. It it's 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 stunning because uh, some of the translated words uh, really kind of smack you in the face while you're reading them. Because mm-hmm. and here's my most recent favorite one. Sounds like Natalie Portman won't appear in Star Wars episode <laughs> episode nine after right. all. It's oh. definitely after all. You don't and, say. Well, good, yeah, because yeah. it's definitely been something we've all been teased yeah. with, right? And their their uh, summation is neither will hundreds of other Star Wars actors who at no point had even a rumored attachment to the new movie. <laughs> so it, I would just say follow film clickbait. Or there, played somebody who died fifty years there, ago. There, there is a site right now, I will not mention their name because they're evil and horrible. Their their regular post is like okay, say Sunday when there's normally a Doctor Who episode coming out. Mm-hmm. Their article is: Is there a new Doctor Who on tonight? That's 
And because of the way Google Analytics work, your articles have to be at least 300 words in order for Google to pick it up and pass it on. Oh, oh really? So they're writing 300 words on whether or not Doctor Who was on that night. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They're Jesus. going to publish that. Tomorrow is a Sunday. They're going to publish an article that says, is there a new Doctor Who on tonight? Well, anybody who knows anything about Doctor Who knows that the, ep- the season wrapped and that there won't be another episode until January 1st. And it looks like it's going to be amazing because Jodie Whittaker's Doctor Who was fucking amazing. Yeah. But they're going to publish an article... Is there a new Doctor Who on tonight? I uh, see. That's the shit that I hate about the yeah. internet, man. Yeah, makes keep, you want to drown an orphan. That. Also, just, not appearing in episode nine, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you want to hear my least favorite thing? What? Fucking uh, Facebook tags anybody wearing a hat, glasses, and a beard You're as f- me. Hey, I'm Shannon. I swear to God, dude. <laughs> like, like every day, I get I get an alert that says. Is this you? And I'm like, no, motherfucker, it's not. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap this up. Do you guys have you? Do you have, do you have any games? I didn't no. think so, Tony. Play All right. the games you got for Christmas. Yeah, some Blu-rays, and then uh, we'll. Uh, well, we're not going to end this because the fireside chat is next. Oh God, oh. I don't listen to that shit. I don't blame you. <laughs> don't. I'm telling you, as soon as as soon as Jimmy gets done with these Blu-rays, shut this podcast off. I was, right? I was Jimmy always. I get a text from Jimmy's like, God, he fucking did it again. And somehow I can hear his tears through my text. Wow. Hear them? Yeah. They are physical. They are happening. I can taste them. I I can smell them. I feel the waves of sadness. I'll film from Georgia this year. Uh, You know what? This movie's not even worth talking about. Go get your fireside chat on. Ah. (laughs) Don't trust me. Here comes a crackling fireplace. I can hear it. We'll uh, we'll, we'll take a break, and uh, the fireside chat is next. Shut off the podcast now. Wait, hold on. Don't I? Oh, yeah. You better do that. Yeah. May old hands be forgotten, whatever the fucking rest of that song is. <laughs> Ten, nine, eight, <laughs> None seven, of that was six, right. five, <laughs> four, three, two, one. Happy New Year. Ooh. Happy New Year. Happy Stupid. <laughs> if you didn't get what you wanted for Christmas, Dr. Volts has got what you need. Go in and get exactly what you want. By Crom, Conan the Barbarian returns to Marvel this month with all new stories from the Age of Sword and Sorcery. The newest issue of The Gull is on Kickstarter now. Cheer as he defeats the robot menace. Laugh as he contends with the irksome squirrel. And cry as he eats hot dogs out of the trash. The new issue of The Gull, live on Kickstarter now. Open seven days a week. The hold service is free. With that, you get a 10% discount on your purchases of $20 or more. And the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. This is not your everyday cafe, and this is just one indication. F***ing delicious Twin Sons Cafe is. Go eat there, you should. Mexican-influenced Americana cuisine, daily specials, and they're still rocking home delivery, along with a full-service catering. Find comfort food in a cafe inspired by a galaxy far, far away. That's Twin Sons Cafe in Sugar House, 2305 South Highland Drive, just across from the liquor store. Open from 8 to 3 p.m. daily, except Tuesdays. Get details online at twinsonscafeslc.com. Hugs are free. Twin Sons, not your everyday cafe. Out of this f***ing world, its food is. Booze Teak can step up your gift-giving game. You'll love the geek barware. Get Star Wars or Star Trek drink can cozies, Han and Leah teacups that say, I love you, I know, and more. Plus Funko Pops, including Ivy's favorite, Death from the Sandman comic, and Funko Bob Ross as Deadpool, and even more geekware. Don't forget accessories for wine and cocktails to entertain and celebrate. Gift cards are available as well. 
Located at 315 East Broadway, they got free parking at Booz Teak. Get 15% off when you say, Geek Show says hey. Hi, this is Carrie, and I'm here with my wife, Sue. Hi. I'm so proud of her. She started her own business doing what she loves. Tell us about my workout buddy. I believe that working out with someone will keep you motivated and accountable to your fitness goals, so I'm your workout buddy. I will meet you at your Salt Lake County gym or rec center for a 60-minute workout session. If motivation won't get you to the gym, my workout buddy will. So you will come to my gym? Yes. The more you know about your own gym's equipment, the less time you'll waste trying to figure out a routine. I think it helps build confidence and competency, and that makes going to the gym more enjoyable. But you're not my personal trainer. Well, I'm a ACE certified trainer, but this is not a personal trainer service. So what do you do? I am actually going to work out with you. I'll do cardio, weights, group classes, whatever you want to do. I will help you with options to make exercises effective and help you towards any fitness goals you may have. That's a great idea. How do people start? Well, message me on Facebook at my Workout Buddy SLC or email me, my workout buddy SLC at iCloud.com. One session is $20. If you cancel an appointment less than 12 hours before the start time, there is a $10 cancellation fee. And why is that? That's motivation and accountability. And if you tell Sue Geek Show says hey, you'll get half off of your first session, my workout buddy SLC. Yes, yes indeed. It is time for the Fireside Chat. Um, for those of you unfamiliar with the Fireside Chat, I think I started these uh, after Jeff died. Just to kind of take stock of the year and to thank everybody. Oh, before I forget, we were doing a list of our favorite things of 2018 just just there. And, and I had in my notes, but in the... You know, all the conversation and everything that was happening, I forgot to mention my absolute favorite thing of 2018 that I did. And that was, I went to see David Byrne, who was, uh, you know, talking heads, um, uh, the American Utopia tour. And I don't often encourage people to go look at, you know, people <laughs> recording concerts on YouTube. But there is a recording of it on YouTube. I think it's... Uh, in somewhere in England, I want to say Birmingham, um, where you can watch the entire concert. Some some asshole recorded the whole thing on his on his phone or whatever his device. And I'm actually kind of thankful he did because first of all, David Byrne didn't care. That was one of the things that they talked about when we got to the show. Is he didn't care if you videoed. Um, he wasn't going to oppose it or stop you or anything like that. He he was he was fine with it. Um, and so somebody did, and it's there on YouTube, and you can watch the entire show. The, the sound is not good, uh, but you can see what I'm talking about. It's a show I will never forget the rest of my life. I mean, it's, it's a show I'm going to reference the rest of my life when people talk about, you know, great concerts I've seen. And, and keep in mind, I've seen James Brown, and I've seen, you know, Roger Waters' The Wall. I've, I've seen all of these great shows, but this one, really, there's something special about it and I would just say if you you know if you get a few extra minutes or if you're curious go and take a look at that 
and uh, you can see uh, jump toward the middle. He does about eight Talking Heads songs, um, but jump toward the middle, and you can see what I'm talking about as far as visually on the stage what he was doing and, and singing, and, uh, just amazing stuff. Uh, so anyway, there, where's there's yeah. Um Yes, it is the fireside chat. Let's get to it. Uh, I am not going to cry. I say that every year, <laughs> and I mean it this time. Uh, I am as exactly as you are picturing right now. I am sitting in a library in a large chair. My dog's at my feet. I'm in a smoking jacket with slippers and a pipe next to me. And, of course, the brown liquors. Got to have the brown liquors for serious subjects. So i got some nice maker's mark going here. And let's begin. All right. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you. Ten years of this podcast. Ten fucking years of this podcast we celebrated this year, 2018. And I want to thank you for showing up. Not just by listening to, as you're doing now, but, you know, all the events that we did this year to celebrate the 10th. That party that we had at the Ruin, that was nice. Great to see everybody come. And uh, all the uh, events that we did, our live shows at 50 West and our uh, panel at, uh, at uh, Fanex. Uh, I, I just want to thank you all for just showing up. It, it means a lot to me and, 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 and the guys uh, who do this show. Uh, thank you all. That, that's the positive side of the fandom. And it's something that we, you know, we didn't start out 10 years ago on the show to have a cause celeb or anything, any, you know, sort of thing like that. Um, but fandom kind of changed uh, as, the, as uh, the years went on. And, uh, you know, it, it got bigger and bigger. That's, that's why we started the podcast. But in a way, it it there was that toxic fandom. There's that. I mean, I'm and, and it's not everybody. It's it's just some, but they're very loud, and so it makes it seem like there's more of them than there are of us. And so we started taking on this whole idea of the toxic fandom and and excluding people from this thing that we love so much. And um, it's sort of become a thing for this. I'm going to put on some music uh, for this uh, for this podcast, and and all of you have been telling us about it and talking about it, and I think we're creating a better awareness of of you know how we should be acting with this stuff that we love so much. I mean, I I talk about it all the time. Uh, you know, I, I bring it up, but and and you are bringing it up now, and I've got a couple of letters here. Uh, Tony, this is your uh, your heads up uh, to insert the letters jingle here. Letters. Sometimes we get letters, and then we answer them. Okay, there we go. Good job. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got this uh, first letter. I really I got this some months ago, and I just really liked it, and I decided to hold on to it for the fireside chat. This is from uh, Brandon. Uh, let's see. We'll start here. Uh, Geek Show says, hey, it's been a couple of years since I wrote in. I had to muster up some courage to send this in, but I noticed that several of your recent episodes have had a lot of content directed toward bad behavior inside of various fandom communities. And while I believe the Geek Show panel is on the right side of this ruckus, 
I've always been a firm believer of building peace through common ground and compassion. See Star Trek The Next Generation loud as a whisper. It's what I love about our community. <laughs> it's that we, we quote TV shows and comic books as though they're scripture. I love it. Well, they are scripture, goddammit. It is indeed a victory to overcome an enemy through force when necessary, but a much richer triumph to recalibrate a potential foe's compass and have them join you and yours on the path that can be seen as boon to all involved. That's nice. In that regard, I would like to offer the following message. To those of you that have cultivated a prejudice toward the uninitiated in the geek community, whatever it be, comics, movies, gaming, or books, um, that have piqued the inquisitive spark within another person you've never met or spoken with, I'm afraid you have forgotten yourselves and what it was like to first be introduced or intrigued by these things that you guard so closely to your chest. Maybe you were bullied, or you had a bad life, parents or guardians that didn't care, or just felt alone, or less than the rest of the world for a variety of different circumstances. That is until you found your escape in our community's stories and culture. Where for the first time, you knew that someone out there understood who you were and that you were not alone. And for the first time, perhaps a tinder of love for something other than yourself began to flicker and glow. Then the more you participated in the lore surrounding our community and more gravity and passion you found within these stories and yourself and how you could pull courage and strength from the characters and morals that helped us all understand what as human beings we truly wanted to showcase to the universe. And those tinders of passion soon grew into a rolling flame as you continued to take refuge from a cruel world when you felt lost, confused, angry, or more often, hopefully a pure excitement when another story was added for you to consume. See, they are scripture. That's what I'm talking about. As time passed further, you may have realized just how much our community's stories had been planted as roots for your own personality and how you wanted to live your life and treat others. And as anyone would do with something you love so much, you began to instinctively guard our stories from a real world you knew to be brutal and unforgiving. A second here. You were going to protect it from any interloper that may not look or speak or walk or act the part. These stories needed to be respected, not just flippantly looked at and cast aside. Our community's stories needed to be studied as you've studied them, and anyone who was, wasn't willing to do that disrespected the material and the art and the soul of something that you held a roaring fire of love and devotion for, something that helped well up fortitude and daring and dignity within yourself, and you would protect it no matter the cost. We understand how you feel. We even share some of the same nostalgia and passion that you do, but you've lost sight of what makes our story so magical and how it can give a lost, confused, and even angry person some refuge and much-needed self-definition and strength apart from a merciless world that you yourself were looking to escape. You're protecting the material, but you're also now shutting out those that may need it the most. And despite your well-intentioned instincts, you do not possess the mantle of right. You have made an assumption that our community needs sentinels. They do not, regardless of your instinct. As a proud Amazon, our community's multicultured galaxy of material proudly stands on its own. There's no need to keep anyone away because our community has expanded to surround us. What used to be defined as fringe and childish 
is now the popular movie to see on the weekend. Visit in theme parks or play worldwide on a gaming platform. The only thing our community needs now are shepherds of goodwill, especially towards humanity as a whole, regardless of gender or race or sexuality or form. Everyone deserves a chance to pull something from these stories and a chance to make themselves better. So please, leave your armor on if you must, but lay down your sword and shield and shake hands with those that have an appetite to taste the fruits of our community. To do this, you don't need to make any declarations of intent, admissions, of conduct, or validations to any group that you may belong to. You can just make the decision to stop and enrich your own life by helping newcomers feel welcome and encouraged. Thanks for reading this. Of course, uh, it's up to you. Uh, I will harbor no will. Uh, okay, just a lot of thank yous there at the end, Brandon. Also, um, I just really had, here we go, I just really had some free time and hankering to write something on the subject, regardless of the publicity. Also, Shakespeare had a little something to say about gatekeeping of a sword in this uh, speech from The People Speak, as read by Sir Ian McKellen. You can go on YouTube and find that as well. Love the show, Miss Movie Night. No unsolicited suggestions or notes. Just keep slinging that sweet, sweet ham. Thanks. Brandon C. from Salt Lake City. Brandon, that's a beautiful letter. Thank you so much for that. And um, it's all it's all there. It's all true. I think I think Brandon just put it perfectly. <sighs> all right. Um, got another uh, letter here, Tony. So I just want to let you know. You can put the jingle in now if you'd like. Letters. Sometimes we get letters, and then we answer them. Okay. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Uh, here's this is this was another good one that I got, and then we'll then we'll wrap this up. Uh, this one from Corey. Uh, hey, Geek Show, thanks for another great year. I just wanted to take a minute and share a thought I've been having as Trump descends into madness today. Yes, this is the part where we get a little political, and I've and I've got a a reason for this. Okay, I really wrote this to myself as a way of processing, but I thought I'd share it with you because I feel it fits with the process and flow and evolution of the show I've witnessed this year. I've been variously heartened, delighted, angered, depressed, enlightened, saddened, encouraged, and indeed hopeful over the last few years by the incredible, sparking, amazing progress manifest by social movements. But this is the age of Trump, you may say. Go ahead, say it. Okay. But this is the age of Trump. No. No, it's not. Stop walking along, looking at the sidewalk, and thinking about the cracks in the pavement. Straighten your neck and hold your head up so you can see properly. Put your eyes on top and in front and look around and forward and you'll see something beautiful, something inspiring. You'll see the world we're in right now and the places we're walking into. This is the age of Black Lives Matter. Many of you probably didn't know that the police have always been called about a black man trying to cash his paycheck or a black woman standing in the street or a black person doing anything normal that everybody does. But you do now. These stories get press now. And you're understanding how pervasive it is. Your eyes are up. This is the age of Me Too. You've heard a lot about sexual harassment, and maybe with a wink and a shrug. But for goddamn now, you sure know it now. And you know how, and you know far more about it, and how why it is expressed, and you're getting at how pervasive it is because your eyes are up. 
This is the age of sexual and gender and non-binary and fluid identity. You heard a lot about gays and lesbians before, but now you're beginning to realize that the rainbow really is the whole spectrum, and we're seeing that light now. There are so many colors, and all of them are valid and precious to the compliments and the variety of the human experience. Your eyes are up. I could list so many more, but the point is, while there is certainly truth and genuine concern about the age of Trump, it is not the general condition. It looms large, yes, but to people with eyes up, in front, looking forward, they realize just a shadow trying to look bigger than it really is as it dies from all the lights that we've turned on and turned up. Infinite diversity and infinite combinations. It's a Star Trek reference, kids. Look it up. <laughs> it's what I live by. Infinite diversity and infinite combinations is only realized with high costs along the way. And we may even sometimes think we're being bled out by the effort. But with a big perspective, we realize we're happy to give up our worst selves, as hard and as painful as sometimes that may be to do. That thing we once thought of as cost was shadow and darkness in our new light. We feel the show has embodied this process, and ideal I feel the show has embodied... I, well, we all feel this, I think. Thank you again. All of you who have participated this year made the show great. It's been some truly amazing ham. <laughs> Look forward to an even bigger and better things in the future. Merry fucking Christmas. Happy goddamn holidays, and happy 2019 to everybody. Geek Show says, hey, Corey. Thank you so much, Corey. It's a great, great letter. And um, it just it just leads me toward where I wanted to wrap this thing up. Um, for those who say that our show is too political or too liberal. Um, well, we learned it from the best. Stan Lee. Yeah. We learned it from watching the man. And I found this in Salon, and it's beautiful. Uh, Salon.com. For more than 50 years, his liberal bias has influenced Marvel Comics, and he's never been shy about it. One of his most famous creations, the X-Men, created in 1963, was a thinly veiled metaphor for the rampant racism infecting America at the time. But Lee also used his monthly column, Stan's Soapbox, to directly address what he saw as the greatest evil of the time. And all these years later, one of his columns might as well have been written directly in answer to the atrocity that is the Trump presidency. So yeah, I think Stan wrote this in 68. I keep in mind, this is in the back of a comic book. Let's lay it on the line. Bigotry and racism are among the deadliest social ills plaguing the world today. But unlike a team of costume supervillains, they can't be halted with a punch in the snoot or a zap from a ray gun. The only way to destroy them is to expose them, to reveal them for all the insidious evils they really are. The bigot is an unreasoning hater, one who hates blindly, fanatically, and discriminately. If his hang-up is black men, he hates all black men. If a redhead once offended him, he hates all redheads. If some foreigner beat him to a job, he's down on all foreigners. He hates people he's never seen, people he's never known, with equal intensity, with equal venom. Now, we're not trying to say it's unreasonable for one human being to bug another. But although anyone has the right to dislike another individual, it's totally irrational 
patently insane to condemn an entire race or despise an entire nation, to vilify an entire religion. Sooner or later, we must learn to judge each other on our own merits. Sooner or later, if a man is ever worthy of his destiny, we must fill out our hearts with tolerance. For then and only then will we be truly worthy of the concept that man was created in the image of God, a God who calls us all his children. Pax et justicia <laughs> Stan. There goes Stan with the Latin again. This is in the back of a comic book, and that's where we learned it. All right, we learned from the best. And yeah, maybe our show is a little too political, a little too liberal. It's fine with me. Because Stan knew it then. And we know it now. And I'll just wrap up reminding you. We are heading into an an historical year uh, for our nation. You are living through historical times. So keep your eyes up. I'll just close with some words from uh, Hunter Thompson. I don't see how you can respect yourself if you must look at the hearts, into the hearts and minds of others for your happiness. Freedom is something that dies unless it's used. We cannot expect people to have respect for law and order until we teach respect to those we have entrusted to enforce those laws. Never turn your back on fear. It should always be in front of you like a thing that might have to be killed. Remember... Walk tall, kick ass, learn to speak Arabic, love music, and never forget, you come from a long line of truth seekers, lovers, and warriors. That's the good doctor. I want to thank uh, my family, Shannon, Lee, Jimmy, Jay, Tony. Also thank you to Kari and Kiki and Rebecca and Counts. And thanks to everybody that made the archive site possible. That's geekshowpodcastarchive.com. Also, uh, JMV, wish you were here every year. And most importantly, I thank, and you should all thank, my wife Suzanne, who made this show possible. See, I did it. I got a little choked up, but I didn't cry, all right? Thank you all. Let's uh, look forward to 2019. Here we come.